invite you to turn in your Bible somewhere. Anywhere in particular? <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about the law. The laws that you're responsible for. The law of faith, the law of exposure, the law of confession, the law of cognition. Things that I know in, in um, Galatians 3.13, it says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But there are some things that we have not been redeemed from. We've been redeemed to. And so we're going to talk about some of that today. Can you turn your Bibles, first of all, to Romans 3, 27. Glory to God. It's a great verse because it says that faith is a law calls it the law of faith. You, could ushers do something with these two ladies down here in the front row? They're having too much fun in church. <laughs> we have some characters in our congregation. <laughs> Full of life. Life in Christ Gerald Roy, the last time we were in Texas with him, he uh, we got dropped off at the hotels uh, coming from the meetings, and uh, the next thing you know, he was in a hotel lobby complaining that his key wouldn't operate in the door. And they looked at the card and said, sir, your hotel's three blocks down the street. <laughs> well, yeah, he was there. And the next thing you know, he needed some water. So he decided to go for a walk at three o'clock in the morning. He didn't realize he was in the most dangerous part of Texas. And uh, he went, went over and picked up a case of water down at Walmart and walked back, survived. Another time they caught him at a bank here in, in Dartmouth and uh, they took his car away from him and cleaned out his bank account and locked him in the trunk of his car. <laughs> now, this is the guy that comes in here and sits here every Sunday morning. You, you're sitting around some royalty and you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were with him when he died in Newfoundland on a motorcycle. It never even tipped over. He went over to the side of the road and it stopped and it didn't fall down. And uh, they came and got him and drove him off to the hospital. And meanwhile, I went back to where we were staying at a, at a, at a cottage down in Port Union. And uh, everybody's concerned about him. And we had been supposed to go to a, to a rally that night into a, a banquet, an outdoor banquet at, at 7 o'clock in the evening. And nobody knew what happened to Gerald. Anyway, we drove up there a quarter to seven, and there was Gerald Roy in the parking lot eating a hamburger. <laughs> there's, no, but there's nobody like him. You, if you think he's unusual, you're absolutely right. I could, I could, tell, I could tell you stories all day, but the guy's faith. His response is too easy. How's it going, Gerald? It's too easy. C'est le bon. <laughs> Huh? 
Yeah, but he's such a champion. And, and, but they recognize that in Texas. When he goes to Texas, they honor him to the nth degree because they get around him and realize this guy, <laughs> he, he, you're not going to find anybody like that around here. So look around. There's some peculiar people in your midst. <laughs> you don't have to look far either. Look to your left, look to your right. Yep, there's one. <laughs> God bless Paul Wilson today on his way on vacation. His biggest heroic move of faith was in uh, 2021. I'd been in the hospital for 12 days. I've been in the hospital a lot. <laughs> Fighting a good fight of faith is, it's a good fight because you win, but sometimes it's not fun. No. <laughs> Cast down but not destroyed. <laughs> anyway, in 2021, I was in the hospital. What's that? Oh, amen. I was going to run today, but I didn't want to fall on anybody. I might yet. No, but they needed to know that I wasn't doing it to show off. You know, whatever you may do, you want to make sure you're doing it in faith and not to show somebody else how spiritual you are. You know, because... So uh, I don't need to show anybody anything. I've been pastor now for 31 years. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Bravery. <laughs> I know it's not over yet. The best... Look... I wouldn't even be standing here if I didn't believe the best was yet to be. I'd just close my eyes and go on home and be with the Lord. You know, so. But the best is yet to be. Anyway, in, in 2021, I was in the hospital for 12 days without a shower. <laughs> nope, you can't shower. They, they get somebody to come in and wipe you down with a sponge the first thing in the morning. How refreshing. <laughs> so when I got out of there, I hit a goal. As soon as I get home, and I didn't know where home was because we moved while I was in the hospital. <laughs> I had never been home before. <laughs> we moved from Middle Muscadovit down to down to Farringdon Way to over there. And um, while while I was in the hospital, Nancy did all that. I don't know if she was trying to get away from me or not, but I found her. <laughs> and I came home to have a bath. Yeah. No, because the bathtub is very tall. The walls are very tall. And all I wanted, I couldn't wait to get home just to have a bath, man. And so I peeled off the duds and jumped in. And once I get in, I realized I can't get out. I had surgery and I got stitches over here and stitches over there. I can't get out of here. I'm stuck in the tub. What am I going to do? Well, I drained it, and I tried moving this way, moving that way. Nancy tried, and she, I had to call Pastor Paul. <laughs> I said, Paul, we've been associate, you've been my associate for over 20 years, and the biggest call you ever had on your life is today. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to come and bail me out. <laughs> and sure enough, he showed up. Oh, yeah, I mean, he just... Hoist me right out of there. Thank God he works out, you know. But so, so I so honor that man. I, no, but I mean, he's been with me for 31 years, and I'm not always sweet like I am today. 
I know you're surprised. But sometimes type A personalities, I don't know what the A stands for. Sometimes I have an idea that it might be for ass. <laughs> I have an ass personality. <laughs> Ready, fire, aim, you know, that type of deal. Anyway, so he's put up with me for all these years and he's finally on vacation. <laughs> and, and this is a big step for him to get him to take a vacation other than going to Ontario to be with his family. I don't know if he's ever done it before. But we're praying for him that he'll, become, that he'll be there and he'll come back refreshed and that he will actually learn how to... Oh, surely... Shirley's worse than Paul. <laughs> no, when she comes over to visit, you need to make a mess so to give her something to clean up. <laughs> I know she'll clean up everything. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Paul and Shirley. Yeah, if you're watching today, shut us off because we're going to talk about you a lot. No, no. Did we talk about Romans 3.27? It's called the law of faith. The thing about a law is, it's like gravity. It works whether you want it to or not. And you don't have to feel gravity to know that it's working. And you don't, listen, but you don't have to feel faith. Oh, I feel like God's going to move my life. Whether you feel it or not, he watches over his word to perform it. That's Jeremiah 1.12. You speak out the word and he'll watch over it. Well, I don't feel like he will. Well, again, if you don't feel like you will, you're not in faith. <laughs> That's the sad part is you get what you, you know, you don't, you, you, you get what you get. Unfortunately, sometimes in life you get what you expect. And fortunately in life, you get what you expect. <laughs> That's what he's expecting today. No, but this is why he gave us Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to this world. Renew your mind because it needs to be renewed. Renew your mind by the word of God. Not by how you feel or what it looks like. <laughs> by the word of God that you can prove the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God for your life. How do I do that, Lord? By renewing your mind because you don't think right. right. Yeah. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. And he said, that's why I wrote you this book, to show you how to think. How to think right so that you can speak right, so that you can act right, so that you get right. right. Amen. So Romans 3.27, he calls it the law of faith. And really what it is, is God's way of seeing and doing things. That's what faith is, God's way of seeing and doing things. And again, I think it, like Romans 4.17 says, we call those things that be not. We call, I just calls it the way I sees it. You call the things that be not as though they were. What does that mean? It means you're, you're talking the opposite of what you've been thinking. <laughs> if I don't think right, then, it, then I better go find what the word says about the situation. So, and again, uh, 
walk by faith and not by sight. I, I call those things that be not as though they were. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Whosoever shall say, oh, I must have to say something to this mountain, to this, to a mountain. Why did he use mountain? To let you know that it may be something that's been there a long time. Doesn't matter how long it's been there, right, Joanne? Nope. Life can change in a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who shall say to this mountain, dear God, I've been looking at this situation for so long, it's become a mountain range. <laughs> Whosoever shall say to this mountain, this circumstance that won't seem to leave me alone, be thou removed, yes, be thou cast yes. into the sea, yes. and not do it in my heart, not differ in my heart, but believe the things that I say. Believe the things that I say. Do I believe what I'm saying? Because if you believe what you're saying, watch what you're saying. The things that believe the things that I say will come to pass. Why? Because they do. The things that you say come to pass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Make sure you're talking good. Be careful what you say first thing in the morning. <laughs> or last thing at night. Why do you think Goliath came out every morning? Same reason he shows up at your house every morning. Are you sure that God said, God's not going to deliver you this time? You're not getting out of this situation. Whosoever say to this mountain, be thou removed. Goliath, be thou removed and cast in the sea and not doubt in his heart, but believe Amen. the things that he says will come to pass. That man will have whatsoever he saith. Yes. Three times he talked about what you're saying. What are you, what are you saying? Ask yourself, what am I talking about? Because what I'm thinking about is coming out of my mouth and it may be good and it may be ugly. Amen. And then in verse 24, he said, uh, what did he say in verse 24? Huh? No, that's verse 25. That's it. Believe that you receive when you pray. When you pray, you got it. Not I'm hoping. Believe in those things. When you pray, you receive. When you pray. And so when you pray, it's over. When you pray, it's close the book and move on to something else. No, but Romans 8, 2 calls it the law of life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. John 10, 10. I came that you might have life and have that more abundantly. The thief came not for but to steal, kill, and to destroy. Yeah, you have these things been taken away from your life. It hasn't been me. God's saying, it's not me. God's saying, I'm not your problem. I'm your answer. What are my answers? All God's promises are in him. Yes. And in him, amen. He never says wait. He never says doubt. All of my promises are in you. Yes. And amen. Why? Because he's done it already. He already blessed you with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ. When? 
Verse 4, before the foundation of the world, I did it all for you before I ever put anything in place. It's already done. So I want you get that pickle puss off your face. I'm talking to people watching by TV. Nobody hears The just, the justified by faith will experience real life. That's it. That's the law of faith. The law of faith doesn't have to see anything. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. So then where did I see it? I saw it in the book. And then I read Romans 8, 28. All things are working together for my good because I love the Lord and I'm called to go into his purpose. Then I read verse 31. What's verse 31 say? Somebody help me. Who, who, who can be, if God is for us, no one, no one. The last time I spent seven days in the hospital, I spent two days in hell, and it was quite an experience. As a matter of fact, Nancy says, when are you going to get over that? I'm working my way through it every single day. I was in there, and like, if you ever get sick, the hospital was so bad that this one woman, she came, did I tell you this story before? I'm not going to tell you anymore. Now, there's one woman, she came in and when she first came in, she was, oh, my goodness, oh, my, oh, my gosh. 20 minutes in, it was effing this and effing that, and she went on nonstop for two days, nonstop, screaming and going on and yelling, and no one could do anything with her. I had to get up and crawl out, of, crawl out there and go down and find a place next to the TV to go sleep in another room. It was bad. But, I, but for those two days, it was like, God, where are you? And what I got a glimpse of is hell. What hell is like for the unsaved person. The unsaved person is going to go there. You know, we like to say, oh, they've gone to another place. Not if you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Your better place is weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth, people yelling and screaming all day and all night long. How long? Forever. Dear God. I had to deal with it for two days, and it's still affecting me. Well, no, it's not affecting me anymore. But it was a wake-up call. I'm telling you, it was like, wow, I don't want anybody ending up here. So when somebody comes up to me and says they're going to a better place, I'm not going to nod my head in agreement. I'm saying, no, they haven't. It's either heaven or hell. There's either the glory of God or outer darkness, weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Does that sound like fun to you? You'll think about it forever. Anyway, move, move on to something better. How about the law of exposure? We talked about the law of faith, God's way of seeing and doing things. Let's look at the law of exposure. Your mind will lead you to do what you're most exposed to. Your mind will lead you to do what it's most exposed to. What occupies your mind will ultimately express itself in what you do and who you become. Whew. What you do and who you become. 
all to do with your thought life. So, so many times you like to blame circumstances and other things, God, for our situation. But the truth is where you are today is the sum of the thoughts that you had up until now. So if you don't like the course you're on, <laughs> change your thinking. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Will I ever get used to glasses? Somebody say, yes, you will, Gary. Yes, you will. Huh? I hear you, brother. And well, you should be. This is a new day, and we're going to expect new things. Thanks for your correction. I'll remember that when you're preaching in a couple of weeks. Proverbs chapter 4, please. In verse 20. My son, watch all the sitcoms that you can find on TV. My, my son, ever since 2019, you've been wasting your time. Continue on. It's doing well for you. 2019 was interesting for us because we had sold our building, thank you, Jesus, after 21 years. And it, got, it had been such a blessing for 21 years. And then we got into a place where, you know, uh, people that we had the, had the ministry of leaving. <laughs> people, were, people were leaving by groups. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they all left and left us with the money, the bills, I mean, to pay. And so we went from... And again, if you're one of the ones that left, repent. <laughs> no, no, no. Can I just say this about that? If you left and went to another church and you're happy, that's great. We're happy for you. We're disappointed that you're not with us anymore, but we're happy that you're moving on. But if you left and you're still sitting home on your butt, you're backslidden, you're as lost as a goose in a hailstorm. Simple as that. And I don't repent for saying that. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some do, especially now when we see the end approaching. And if you can't see the end approaching, but if you, you can't see the end approaching right now, you're, you're just in bad shape. Anyway, you really need the Word of God. So, my son, attend to my words. Verse 20. How about this one? My son, pay attention to what I'm saying to you. Incline your ear to my sayings. My son, attend to your words. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart. Don't let them get away from you. It's like don't 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 apply. Don't apply the word to your life. Apply your life to the word. That's really what he's saying. Become the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We're being changed from glory to glory in his image into his likeness. My son, attend to my words, incline my ear to your sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them. Guard your inner self. Keep them in the middle of your heart. 
for they are life to those that find them and health. Look at that. Look at that. And health to all their flesh. Guard your inner self above all things so that life and health will be manifested in your life. This word cleanses you, makes you, uh, makes you, uh, it makes you white. And what that means is an absence of color. There's no darkness in your life. Singleness of purpose cleanses you from filth and impurity, makes you free from guilt. Singleness of purpose. <sighs> the land of promise has already been paid for. God prepared it for you. All he wants you to do is have it. Going to possess your land. Going to possess your land. How much do you want? I can just say this for a fact. I know that's a fact. None of us believe enough. Not even close. If, if, if he knows the stars by name, and he says, do you consider the stars? What he's meaning is, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're thinking today, it is way too small. Think of a harvest that's that big that you can win many other people to the Lord. Amen. Can you imagine what you could do? Can you imagine what people with the right attitude could do with money? Yeah. Millions of lives that could be saved. Yeah. Keep your heart more than your house. You're not discerned to worry where he doesn't show you care. It makes care. What you need is a bouncer. Somebody throw that stuff out of your head, no to your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence, verse 23. For out of it, throw the boundaries of your life. Your boundaries come out of your heart. It kind of reminds me of one time when I was with uh, Dr. Barkley flying across the United States. And if you ever traveled with Dr. Barkley, you spent a lot of time flying. We preached in six different churches in seven days. Or was it seven churches in six days, I think. And so we'd just preach in one and be in a plane going to another. Anyway, um, we were crossing Virginia one night and there had been an explosion uh, at a mine down below. And so uh, so the pilot uh, lowered, took, took the crews off. First off, he had me sitting up in the cockpit with him. And I'm too big to be in a cockpit. That's why a lot of those pilots are so tiny. So he said, come on up, I want to show you something. And I'm thinking, dear God, if I hit the wrong buttons, we're all dead. <laughs> so anyway, I squeezed in there, finally got myself in. I think now that I'm in, I'll have to stay here till we land. Anyway, I got in and uh, he said, I want to show you what's happening down below here. And so we dropped down and looked at the explosion. And then all he did to, to go back is he flipped it back in autopilot. We went right back up to where we were. And that was so impressive to me until I thought about how it works in the negative. God's trying to bless you, but you keep hitting your autopilot, going back to where you were. Not thinking right. Guard your inner self above all things, so that life and health will be manifested in your life. 
hit the autopilot after you get it reset. No, if you reset your autopilot, doesn't matter what bad stuff is going on. Wait a second, now all things work together for my good. Gary, you've been dealing with health issues for years. No, I haven't. I hit the switch. My autopilot sees me healed and made whole. Well, you don't look like it, you don't act like it. Well, sometimes I don't feel like it, but it doesn't change the fact that it was done 2,000 years ago. The same blood that got my heal, that got my, got my salvation, got my healing too. The same sacrifice. He did it all for us already. All we need to do is grab a hold of it. Not be conformed to this world, but transformed by renewing your mind by the word of God that you can prove the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God for your life. There it is. Now I want to talk about the law of confession. You've probably heard of this one before. It says it this way in Proverbs 23, 7. No, it doesn't. It says in Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. A man's life will be filled with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequences of his words. <laughs> and with the consequences of his words, the consequences of his words must he be satisfied, whether it's good or bad. So in other words, it's, it's up to me. It's not up to God. If God already did everything, then where I end up in life is totally up to me. I can't play, take the blame game anymore. I can't blame somebody else. I, no, no, what somebody else does, I'm not responsible for. Matter of fact, how, how you feel about me, I'm not responsible for that. All I'm responsible for is feel how I feel about you. And I can tell you for a fact, I'm in love with everybody in this place more than I ever was in 31 years of ministry. I've learned some things. The law of confession, a man's life, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21, a man's life will be filled with the fruit of his mouth. A man's life will be filled with what? His mouth, your mouth. Your mouth, you, you, whatever you're talking about is going to fill up your life. So chances are you might have to change some of the stuff you're saying. You know, it's so easy sometimes to just get down and rag out. I just want to complain. Don't. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues or the boundaries of your life. Watch what you're saying. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. This is God speaking. I've said before you this day. I said before you, yes. you this day, life and blessing, death and cursing, and it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Choose life that you and your seed may live. He said that. He said you and your seed. He said what you're talking about is affecting your family. I said before you this day, it's Deuteronomy 30, 19, if you want to know where it is, life and death blessing and cursing and because I know you're thick <laughs> choose life oh, what a grand idea that you and your seed might live 
the law of life or the law of death? They're both laws, the law of life and the law of death. What am I talking about? Am I talking myself to death or talking myself to life? How about my family? What am I saying about my family? Now, sometimes, sometimes ugly things come out of your mouth. Not mine, but I've heard you. <laughs> my daughter, Carolyn, who hasn't been in church since she was a kid, has been living with us since the end of June. And every single day, she corrects either me or you. <laughs> because it was so pumped into her when she was a child. <laughs> no, that's the harvest you want? Go ahead, Dad. <laughs> uh, shut up, kid. <laughs> you know, you're not calling those things to be not as though they were, Dad. You love it when she picks on me because she leaves you alone. <laughs> How about one more law, the law of cognition? The law of cognition. It's the mental process of knowing or to reason or to conceive or to imagine. The law of cognition. Why is that important? Because the way you think creates attitudes. Have you noticed? <laughs> the way you think creates attitudes. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to watch the praise and worship team. <laughs> not, not, not on a Sunday. I don't mean that. I mean when they're in here practicing. <laughs> <laughs> So it creates attitudes, shapes emotions, governs our behavior, influences our immune system. Everything about you flows out of the way you think. Everything about you, everything about me, flows out of the way I think. So if I'm not thinking right, I'm not going to be living right. Not talking right, and so. That, but again, this is not a this is not a change overnight deal. This is Romans twelve two again. Renewing your mind by the Word of God. How often do you do that? Every single day. You know, just recently, the Lord got me doing things differently when I wake up in the morning. Going to the Bible first, instead of seeing what's happening on Facebook or some other place. may sound like a big deal to you, but I mean, I've been a pastor for 31 years. You'd have thought I'd have known better by now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Nod your head, yes, you need to know better. You're right. These things get into, these things become bad habits. But the cool thing about the Word of God is you can turn it around overnight. Say, no, no, I'm waking up now. I'm getting back on the bus. <laughs> getting back on the bus. Front seat. I remember a preacher telling me that years and years ago. He said, Gary, you're the bus driver. He said, it's your job to drive the bus. 
He said, you pick up passengers and you get off passengers. He said, some passengers will get on your bus, realize they're on the wrong bus and start tearing at the seats wanting to get off. To me, I related it to a plane. You know, this flight is on its way to Toronto. If you're not going to Toronto, we encourage you to disembark now. (laughs) Because once we set on our way to Toronto, you can rip up the seats and do everything you want to, but you are going to Toronto. (laughs) Well, with a bus, you stop the bus and they get off, so it's a little different. Anyway, that's Proverbs 23.7. So where it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, that's what you become. So, but again, if you don't like the direction you're going in, get a hold of the word of God and change your direction. Now you get to do this today. I don't care what you did to get to today. What you did to accomplish today. What's today, the 13th? 12th. Oh, yeah, 12th. <laughs> okay, whatever you did to get to the 12th of November, if you didn't like what happened, change it today. You don't have to go all the way back to the start or anything. You say, oh, I'm going to change that right now. And I'm going to work on that right now. I realize it's not hocus pocus, I'm in focus, but if I start out making a little difference today, over time, I'll step into a new realm a new place of freedom. Why? Because Jesus said it this way. He said, you'll know the truth. He said, if you continue in my words, look, if you continue in this book, if you continue in my words, you'll be my disciples indeed, my disciplined ones indeed, and you will, you will, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. When you know the truth, you get free. The the more truth you get, the freer you become. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.